Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net. You might be asking yourself, wait, didn't we just do this yesterday? And you're right, we did. We had a regular WSN podcast yesterday, but today it's a special edition of the WSN podcast because it is playoff time in girls basketball. The WIA postseason starts tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, next week, not tomorrow. Still a few regular season games to wrap up, but it does start next week, and then it's a sprint to the finish. Over uh, three weeks, we'll have regionals, then sectionals, and then the state tournament at the Rush Center. I'll be your guide today, but uh, the, the one that's going to do the heavy lifting is going to be Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer at Wisports.net, and we'll bring him in now. Norb, how uh, how's it feeling that uh, the regular season is basically over and we're starting tournament next week? Well, it always goes by so quickly and, you know, now it's crunch time for all the teams to, you know, try to figure out, um, you know, if they've been having some issues in the past few games or if they've been rolling, you know, how to keep it going that way. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, making those, those decisions on who I think is going to get to the rest center and uh, take home a gold ball this season. Before we get into previewing the playoffs, there are a few games, actually probably more games than normal uh, with all the reschedules that we've had, but anything that still needs to to get tied up that's of note here in the next couple days as we close out the regular season, any big showdowns between you know the top two teams in the conference for a conference championship in, in these next couple days? You know, I think most of those have already been taken place. I uh, do know in the Marinette and Oconto, uh, there uh, are three teams with two losses, and I believe each of those teams has a couple games left. So that's one league for sure that uh, uh, the, the conference title hasn't been sorted out yet. But like I said, the majority um, have been figured out. I know on Tuesday night, uh, um, McGuanago got a big win over Arrowhead. Uh, the Greater Metro is one of those those conferences that are in that, you know, still have a couple games left to try to figure out who's going to win that that league title. But, you know, for the most part, um, things have been figured out, even though there are a couple games left in the regular season. Talking to uh, some coaches recently, uh, you know, the there unfortunately are some games that when they got postponed are not going to be made up. They're just going to be completely canceled and teams are not going to get in their full complement of 22 games. Um, any any indication or idea of, of how common that is going to be with all the, the pushbacks that we had with weather this year? Well, it, based on what I've seen so far, there's going to be many games that will be canceled just because, you know, if maybe a team had a late season non-conference game, you know, they obviously have to make up those conference games first and therefore, you know, have to cancel a uh, um, a uh, non-conference game. And, you know, there's you know, depending on weather um, still, we still have a couple of days left here um, that could force maybe a, a conference game to be canceled as well. You know, not something any team would like to happen, but it's the unfortunate thing. We have had so much snow and, you know, the roads have been, been tough to uh, drive on. So it's going to cause some of those games to be canceled. 184 games on the schedule tonight, 114 tomorrow, 55 on Saturday, which is a little bit more than you see this late in the season. A lot of times teams try to wrap up their regular season, either Tuesday night, maybe Thursday, rest up, prepare for the playoffs that begin next week. But again, because of all of the reschedules and postponements that we had, we're uh, we're seeing a lot more games in these last few days of the regular season. Let's get right into our 
look at the girls' basketball playoffs, and we are joined uh, again by Norbert Durst, our girls' basketball writer at Wisports.net. And as we uh, do pretty much every year, we're going to walk through things division by division and take a look at some of the the storylines, some of the surprises maybe in the seedings, um, favorites, under-the-radar teams that might be able to make a run, etc. And we'll get Norbert's picks for the state tournament qualifiers, and eventually the state champions in each division. And we will start in Division One, where uh, not many games for the opening round on Tuesday, just a few 16 versus 17, 15, 18 uh, type of games. Uh, so really the, the D1 tournament doesn't get started in earnest until next Friday. But as we look over the brackets that came out uh, in uh, Division One, Norb, Anything that struck you as a surprise in the seeding process? You know, Division One, you know, seeding by sectional, I think helps uh, kind of uh, maybe keep the surprises as far as the seeding goes um, for the most part under uh, control. But uh, there, um, you know, there could be a surprise here and there. But I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, you know, this one is uh, a shocker. Uh, you could see maybe an Oshkosh North that had a six seed. You know, you know, they beat a couple. Uh, pretty good teams. They beat Stevens Point this season. They beat uh, Wausau West. Uh, Stevens Point, I believe, was a five. So, I mean, you can maybe move up a, a spot here or a spot there in, in given spots, but really no big surprises in Division One as a whole. One thing that I did notice, uh, Milwaukee King and Maguana go in the same sectional. Uh, the top that was, two that was talked teams, about a little bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, top, the top two ranked teams in uh, the state of Wisconsin in the same sectional and it was Milwaukee King that got the top seed in that uh, grouping. Uh, McGuanago got the two seed. Now, they played head-to-head early in the year, and King got that head-to-head victory, right? Yeah, that is correct. They won. Uh, it was a, I believe they, they, they got the lead at the very latter part of that game. McGuanago led most of the game. Uh, they did lose one of, their, uh, one of their standouts, Angie Serra, to a head injury in that game. She missed a good portion of the second half, so factor that in a little bit, but also factor in the part at that time, Kamaya McNeil from Milwaukee King, who transferred from Shorewood, was ineligible, and she recently uh, became eligible. So that that's a, a you know a big add for Milwaukee King, who you know had good guard play, but anytime you can add add a player that has Division One offers, that's obviously going to help your team a lot and add to the depth of that that squad, and you know that's. Probably deserving, you know, given the fact they've already picked up the win for them to get the one and McGuana go with the two. And Oak Creek's in that section as well, and they, they're number three right now in the coaches poll. So, I mean, that's just an absolutely loaded sectional, and it's going to be interesting uh, to see if Milwaukee King and McGuana can meet for that sectional final. And before we get into some of the other favorites in Division One, are there any teams that, that would be kind of potential underdog teams that you could see making a run that maybe don't have a top three seed necessarily, uh, but but just the way that their their squad is, the competition they've faced, et cetera, has a decent shot to make a run deep in the playoffs. You know, Oshkosh North, who I mentioned before, uh, playing well this season. You know, they have a win over Kimberly. They have, you know, a couple other wins in, against teams in that section. They'll play tough even in the losses. Um, you know, that they're a team that's definitely to watch out for. Then uh, if you look at the, the Madison sectional, Really wide open now that Madison Memorial, you know, they've been playing without 
Lilani Kapanis all nearly all season and McGuanago, who was in that sectional last year, moved out of that sectional. So really opened things up, especially with that injury. And you can look at teams like a Madison East who, you know, has at times played well, really well this season. They recently had a win over uh, Sun Prairie, who is leading that that league with uh, Middleton and Verona, who is always tough. And, you know, they um, they could easily make a run as a seven seed as well. Um, so those are a couple teams that definitely you could look out for when it comes down to, you know, a team that could get to a sectional that that may not have a great seed. And what do we what do we think about the, the chances? Uh, we haven't even talked about the two time defending state champions yet. Appleton North, who uh, lost quite a few of the, the top players from last year. Uh, Kerry Brecky, Sidney Levy. Um, what are the chances for the Lightning to maybe get back to state for the I think it would be the third year in a row or would it be the fourth year? I believe it would be the fourth year because the first year they got blew out by uh, Verona, if I remember correctly. Uh, but, you know, they have a definitely a very good shot. They have a two seed. Um, and, you know, I don't think they mind flying under the radar, even being a team that's near the top of the FBA. I uh, don't do not think they've been ranked at all this season, but they've been right on that fringe line of getting, you know, getting some votes and a really balanced team. And, you know, when you get to the tournament, that's nice, but it's also nice to have a player at the end of a game, if it's close to step up and make some shots, but they, they definitely have a shot in that sectional. Cause I expected Kimberly to be a little bit more dominant this season, but I think you can just say that FBA has been that strong or that much stronger than, than I predicted to start the season, which has caused them to get a couple losses. All right. So I, Going back to the conversation we had earlier, is is the big storyline in Division One? Is that that sectional number four with Milwaukee King, Oak Creek, and McGuanagall top three ranked teams all in that same sectional? Is that kind of the big story in Division One this year? Yeah, without a doubt. Anytime you have Milwaukee King, McGuanagall, same sectional, I had them started the season one, two, and you know whoever I would say whoever wins that sectional, um, as long as it is Milwaukee King or McGuanagall, I would definitely have them as the team to beat for sure, uh, if they get to the state tournament. So let's talk about the state tournament, and let's uh, let's get your picks for the qualifiers for state tournament, and then who do you have hoisting the gold ball in D1? Well, I have uh, Milwaukee King beating McGuanago in that sectional final. So uh, that's, uh, like I said, that's going to be an interesting game. Most likely we'll be at that one. Um, I have Sun Prairie making it out of the sectional three. Um, they did get the top seed, but again, you know, that's a really wide open sectional that's, that could have uh, numerous teams get to the state tournament. Um, holding, holding with Kimberly in, in sectional one, you know, as I said, they have went through some, uh, str- maybe not struggles, but they, they play tough competition. And, uh, um, but I, I really see them just turning the corner and getting to the state tournament. And then Bayport, who for the longest time there was undefeated in division one, did lose to Preble, but you know, a, a close game. And, you know, sometimes as much as you like to win all the games, sometimes you can learn from a loss. So maybe they can kind of figure out what went wrong in that contest and, and get back and get to the state tournament. Uh, but, you know, that, that sectional strong as well. I mean, you have Arrowhead who, you know, can look really good at times and play tough against McGuanago earlier uh, this week. But, and then before uh, kind of getting, getting handled at the end of that game and even a green Bay Preble in that sectional is going to be tough in Germantown. But I, I really think Bayport has, has the uh, athleticism and a lot of depth to get to the state tournament. And in that championship game, I'm taking Milwaukee King over Kimberly and Milwaukee King, the, the generals taking home the gold ball. 
All right, so Division One. that's our prediction from Norbert Durst. And by the way, you can find Norbert's picks on wisports.net. I, I believe, will you be doing uh, picking of each game each each night uh, again this year? Correct. Okay, so you can check out his, his uh, daily picks uh, for each round of the playoffs and then also take a, take a peek at his overall selections when we do our staff and media partner picks where we'll pick the four teams that will qualify for state and then the state championship matchup in, in winter uh, where we'll have not only Norbert in that one but also some of our other staff members, some of our other media partners around the state. So keep an eye out for that coming early next week. Let's move on to Division Two at this time, and let me throw this out at you, Norb. Division <laughs> Two, okay, Beaver Dam. If they're we pretty spotted, good. They're they're pretty good. If we spotted every one of Beaver Dam's opponents throughout the playoffs, fifteen points at the beginning of the game, would Beaver Dam lose any of those games? Uh, fifteen points is a lot of points. Uh, I feel like a team like New Berlin Eisenhower. Uh, could, you know, maybe get that win with their given 15 points because, you know, they've played them tough and even Hortonville last season played them tough. But I will say Beaver Dam, in my opinion, is better than they were last season. Uh, I would probably buy it quite a bit, honestly. So it, it, it is going to be tough. And, you know, they could, you know, sneak some wins out for sure against some of the top level teams in Division Two, even by spotting 15 points. Have they had any in-state games decided by less than 15 points? This year, I, I don't believe so. Uh, don't exactly have it completely in front of me, but uh, you know they beat an Arrowhead team that's ranked in Division One by twenty uh, some points. Um, you know, you just kind of feel like when, when you're playing Beaver Dam, it's it's a ten point game, a fifteen point game, and the next thing you know, you look up and and they're up by nearly thirty. They're just a team that can really, uh, um, in a blink of an eye, you know, score in bunches and. Just super talented, obviously. You know, they have the six kids with, with Division One offers and, you know, some other good players as well that they might not be scholarship kids, but they play very well and they know the system. Just looking at their schedule, I pulled up quickly and doing some quick math in my head, I think that 26-point win over Arrowhead is the closest game that Beaver Dam has had all year. 26 points. In-state, yeah. Oh, yeah, in-state, yes. Uh 26 points over a ranked division one squad. Um, yeah. Like, like we've talked about all year, really difficult to see anybody beating Beaver Dam in division two, certainly. And, and even, you know, it, like we talked about challenging them sometimes. Um, but who are some of the other teams that, uh, outside of Beaver Dam that maybe aren't the ones, you know, in the, in the top 10 of the rankings, but some teams, that we would consider dark horses under the radar uh, sleeper type of teams that could make a nice run. Well, you know, Green Bay Southwest uh, had them pretty high in the rankings to start the season. They have Jaden Simmons who can uh, do it all for them. They just haven't, I don't think, had enough around her. And they are in that, that same sectional as Beaver Dam, so that's a tough one to get through. But you look at a team like Stoughton, who I believe is a six seed, uh, six seed in their sectional, and, you know, they've, they've uh, I believe they're third in the conference in the Badger South. They've played some really good opponents non-conference. They might not have, you know, the studs like a, a, a Sidney Hilliard that Monroe has or McKenna Warnock at, for Monona Grove. But, you know, they play very well defensively. And if they keep, you know, the game 
uh, try not to run with the team too much. They could definitely knock off a couple opponents that are, are seated much higher than them in the tournament. And then uh, maybe a Wauwatosi East uh, who plays in the greater Metro. So they're playing against division one opponents all season long. They played very well against old Creek uh, in the start of January and they get, they have some size, um, you know, they're on the opposite side of new Berlin Heisenauer um, in that, that section also, you know, maybe they can get through and uh, sneak a win over Pius in a, a sectional semifinal. And, you know, anytime you get to a sectional final, there's always a chance you just want to be in that game. Um, so they have the pieces that they could, you know, sneak out a win and get to the state tournament for sure. All right. So let's change gears from talking about some of the sleepers and, and talk about the favorites other than Beaver Dam, of course. Uh, who are the favorites in these divisions? Excuse me, in these sectionals in Division Two. Well, in uh, sectional one, I have uh, Hortonville as a favorite, you know, playing in the FBA. Um, they have had some issues at times, but again, you're playing division one opponents. So you can maybe take off a couple losses as far as that goes, because, you know, you know, the level of play you're playing is much higher than um, some other conferences. And in you know, Alaska is playing very well this season, uh, tough non-conference schedule as well, which is gonna, going to help them. Menominee, uh, Big Rivers, you know, again, you get a little bit of a drop-down effect um, there. But, you know, Hortonville with with a skilled big and Macy McGlone, uh, you know, some really good guards. I think they're going to be a tough team to beat in sectional one. Um, you know, as we know, sectional two, that's that's Beaver Dam. I mean, when you talk about any of those teams in that sectional, they just want a chance to play Beaver Dam as, you know, many teams just want to have a shot at them just because we know how good they are. And, um, you know, last season, you know, again, not quite as good as as this season, but uh, Milwaukee Vincent took them right down to the wire, and that uh, I believe is a sectional semifinal. So, you know, while we we're anointing Beaver Dam the champion before the tournament even starts, you know, if they don't play well, it does take an A game from the opponent. But if they don't play well, maybe they can, you know, somebody can sneak in a game and uh, maybe hit a buzzer beater or something like that. But uh, um, they're obviously going to be a tough team to beat. Sectional three. A uh, really tough one, uh, you know, majority of the Badger, Badger Conference teams, uh, Monona Grove got the one seed um, and Monroe got the two. Uh, but, you know, I really just feel like with with uh, Monroe, they have a little bit more of uh, scoring depth than, than Monona Grove have. Obviously, McKenna Warnock, uh, phenomenal player. I do, you know, as we talked about before, I think she should win Miss Basketball. Uh but a couple weeks ago, uh, they beat Monona Grove at Monona Grove by, oh, it was over 15 points. And the big thing there is you, you know what you're going to get for the most part from Sydney uh, Hilliard. But if Emily Benshaw can play the way she did in that game, she finished with 22 points in that game, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. And that's why I think I give them a little bit of an edge over uh, Monona Grove in that sectional. And then uh, talking about sectional four, uh, New Berlin Eisenhower. Uh, you know, state runner up last season, Pewaukee did beat them in one of the contests this year. And, you know, it, they have some really good guards in Pewaukee um, that could give them a push. But I really still think uh, New Berlin Eisenhower, Julia Hintz, uh, then uh, it, with Aaron Hedman as well. And those other nice pieces, they're definitely the team to beat in that sectional four. All right. So did we get uh, we got your your picks to get to the state tournament? What would be your picks for? Uh, champions in that one? Well, I have, uh, and you know, again, they get seated at state, but I have Beaver Dam beating Monroe in a uh, semifinal and New Berlin Eisenhower beating Hortonville in the other semifinal. And then uh, 
Shocker here, Beaver Dam beating New Berlin Eisenhower in the championship game to take home their third consecutive, what would be their third consecutive gold ball. All right. Uh, going to be interesting in Division Two. You have, obviously, the behemoth that is Beaver Dam, but we have seen at times over the last few years kind of those upset sleeper-type teams make it to uh, the state tournament. Uh, almost every year for the last five years or, or beyond, there's been a team that's got at least five losses that is qualified for state. And if you go back to 2015, two teams, Wanakee and River Falls that year, had double-digit losses heading to the state tournament. So sometimes we see, as you had talked about, that drop-down effect of teams that play very good competition in, in bigger conferences, and they can uh, get hot at the right time and, and make that kind of a run. Let's turn our attention to Division Three. Any kind of overarching storyline in Division Three this year as we head to the playoffs? Well, probably just the uh, the sectional that that has uh, uh, undefeated Prairie du Chien. You have Wisconsin Dells who made it to the state tournament last season. Obviously, you have defending uh, state champion in Marshall. Um, Martin Luther has a couple kids that were a part of their state. Uh, state team a couple years back and in Edgewood, who is an eight seed, um, not a great record in which caused them to get the eight seed. But yeah, you could put Prairie du Chien almost on a, uh, um, a watch here because it's, they could easily come out of that game with a win because I actually saw Edgewood play a uh, Blackhawk a few weeks back. And, and that was one of Blackhawks toughest games of the season And Blackhawk in division five, who was undefeated has just been rolling opponents, no matter what kind of teams they're playing. All right, so let's uh, let's get into a breakdown of, of Division Three a little bit more, and and maybe talk about some of the uh, the the favorites in each uh, sectional, and and if there's any of those uh, you already mentioned uh, a little bit, but other kind of sleeper type teams that that could make a run. Uh, we'll start with sectional one. Uh, Gail Actric Trempolo, I believe they're the favorite there. Uh, lost to uh, Wisconsin Dells last season in a sectional final, and returned the majority of that. That uh, that squad led by Lexi Wagner, um, then some contenders, uh, Amory and Prescott, uh, both have played well this season. Both have been ranked this season. Uh, also in the mix, Bloomer, who a couple years ago made it a state tournament. You know, not as great offensively, but they're going to bring a lot of good defensive pressure, and that's really going to help them uh, maybe pull an upset in that sectional. Then maybe some sleeper teams there. Uh, you look at Hayward, who um, you know has. Won a state title a couple years ago. Um, still have a couple kids that were part of that run. So, you know, maybe they can, you know, push through and, and sneak out some wins. Um, Stratford, really good record this season, but they do have to move up. They're, they're a two seed. They move up from the Merriwood South and have to play Division three teams. But, you know, that Merriwood South is really strong with Newman Catholic Assumption. And you name, you name the rest of them, really, it's – it's a tough league, so I think even though they're jumping up, they have a shot to make a little bit of a run in the postseason. Sectional two, uh, it has Amherst, who made the state last year. They finished as the the state runner-up. I do have Freedom as the favorite, just because they, you know, they, they were super young last year, still young this year, um, led by a majority of, of sophomores, a couple juniors. Uh, but they just have, I think, uh, they're leading that that Northeastern, just have a little bit more skill athleticism than Amherst has. But, you know, Amherst uh, will always bring it defensively. They did lose one of their seniors, Gina Jensen, coach's daughter, to torn ACL earlier this season, which kind of hurt the depth there a little bit. And then Wrightstown also in that mix for sure. 
Um, they can just really score. They like to shoot the three ball, which can look good and can look bad at times. But, uh, you know, anytime you can put up points, you have a chance to be in a game, even if you're down by a lot. Then, you know, sleepers, even though a Kiwani team has, I believe, only two losses, you know, it's a little bit different competition, which is going to factor in there. Little Shoot also playing against those Northeastern teams, which is going to help them. And Valders, who's been playing very well this season and have a win over Wrightstown, uh, definitely a really tough sectional, probably the second toughest sectional, in my opinion, in Division Three. Then moving on to, to sectional three, even though Shoreland Lutheran was the got the one seed in that sectional, I'm still uh, or in the bottom half of that sectional. Excuse me, over Marshall. I'm still going Marshall. I mean, you know, they are defending state champions. Uh, only losses this season uh, came, I believe, as in back-to-back days. Aquinas, who uh, has only one loss this season, that was against uh, Hopkins, the best team in, in Minnesota at the highest uh, division in Minnesota. Um, you know, so that's even though they have the losses, you know, obviously they played tough competition, also had a win over Monroe this past weekend. Uh, Prairie du Chien undefeated. Um, you know, they, they've surprised some teams for sure, as, as well as myself this season is how well they're playing. Really good, uh, um, really good group of young players. And, you know, obviously with Shoreland Lutheran, they have Shelby Coker who's just putting up ridiculous numbers, averaging over 30 points per game. And then this, this, the depth of that, that sectional is tough because you have teams like Wisconsin Dells, really good team that can make a push, uh, made it to the state tournament last season. Platteville, a really strong program, um, really good group of juniors there. Martin Lutheran, who, who uh, made it to state a couple years back with, with uh, a couple of those kids playing key roles on that state team. And, you know, there's Lake Mills and Lodi who also could make a little bit noise in that sectional as well. Need to take a drink here. It's a lot of a lot of talking. Yeah, it is uh, good stuff so far. And uh, sectional, or excuse me, Division Three. Uh, I think you, you mentioned it already. Marshall's the defending champion there, and uh, brought back a lot of talent from that team. So uh, some certainly some interest in uh, in Division Three. And I think we've uh, we've got to wrap up sectional four there before moving on. Yeah, Laconia. They're undefeated, and they've only lost one game in the past two seasons, and that was in a sectional final last season against St. Thomas Moore. And they're, they're really hungry to get to the state tournament. A uh, really good defensive team. They have Kiara Ottawa. They, they like to play a one, three, one, like a half court trap type. And she's really athletic. And anytime those, that ball's going high, she's getting a lot of steals and she's got really quick hands as well to get some steals and some easy layups. And that, that definitely helps no matter what team you're playing. But, you know, you have teams like Wapon. Uh, Kettle Marion Lutheran, who can make a little bit of a run. Kettle Marion Lutheran has played a really good schedule. Uh, you know, they, three of their losses have came against uh, Division One or Division Two teams. Uh, not as strong offensively, but you know, if they can get in more of a grind out type of game, they could definitely uh, uh, knock off Laconia, similar to what St. Thomas More did last season. All right. So uh, if we didn't get them, or just to, to clarify, what are your state picks from each of the uh, sectionals? And then who do you have taking home the gold ball this year? My state picks in each sectional, I have uh, Galactric Trempolo, I have uh, Freedom, Marshall, and Laconia. And at state, I have Freedom, Freedom upsetting Laconia, and Marshall beating uh, GET, and Marshall beating Freedom to uh, win their second consecutive state title. All right. So just over halfway through the uh, the look at our divisions and good stuff so far. We're getting into 
I think some really interesting divisions based on the the dominating performances from a couple of defending uh, state champions here. And let's start in Division Four, where Aquinas is the top-ranked team. They've been top-ranked all year. They have one loss, which was to a Hopkins team from Minnesota that is, uh, I believe, still the number one team in the large school division in the state of Minnesota. Uh, yeah, they haven't lost yet, if, as far as I know. Yeah, I, I think they have, is it the number one ranked junior player in the state of Wisconsin? Or, excuse me, in, in the country uh, for for Hopkins. So uh, a tough loss for Aquinas, but they're only one this year. Let's get right to it, maybe. Does anybody, particularly Melrose Mindoro, have a shot to take down Aquinas this year? You know, I think that that gap has uh, tightened up a lot, especially from last season, but you know, the way Aquinas in those big games just just figures it out. You know, Lexi Donarski is a very good high school player going to Iowa State. And, you know, I just think that mindset they have, even though I do think Bellas Mendora has, has cut that gap, I just think they're still just too good and just have that, you know, do or die type attitude where it is going to be um, a tough one for Melos Mendoro. And Melos Mendoro played uh, – um, Blackhawk earlier this season. I believe you saw some of that game and, you know, they got handed a little bit by Blackhawk and, you know, while we talk about, it's nice, you know, um, getting wins throughout the season, it's, you know, playing that type of competition is only going to help because Aquinas is relentless on defense as well, similar to how Blackhawk plays. So, you know, just kind of preparing themselves for that, um, is key because they have a little bit more length than maybe an Aquinas does, but, you know, it's a guards game and, and, uh, it's definitely going to be tough for any team in that division. But, you know, I think Belgium door does have a better shot than last season. All right. Let's backtrack a little bit. And, and any, uh, any of those sleeper type teams in division four that stand out to you? Well, uh, Milwaukee Academy of science, I believe got a four C, which was, I was a little surprised about, um, you know, they play, they do play some games where the, the competition isn't as strong, but they have went out and played. Um, some strong opponents, which has caused them to lose some games, I believe five losses this season. And, you know, Shamira Williams is now second all time on the state's all time scoring list. Doesn't look like she's going to, to get to Megan Gustafson's record of just, you know, she would have had to average about 40 points per game this season. And she's really been averaging just a little over 30, but you know, it's, they've had a lot more help in that freshman class than they've had in the past couple of years for her. And that's going to be key for them to make a run to get to the state, uh, potentially get to the state tournament, just because, you know, she was scoring 50 in those games, but she wasn't getting much help. And now she has a couple other uh, players that are really helping her, um, helping the team get to be more competitive against some of those high level opponents. All right, let's get your picks to come out of each of the sectionals. And then who do you have? Uh, I, I guess Aquinas is the answer. We, we <laughs> kind of know that, but uh, who do you have getting to state in, in facing Aquinas in the state championship game this year? I have uh, Melis Mendoro, who we talked about earlier, um, Colfax in that sectional as well. Uh, but Melis Mendoro, just, just too much offense, too much length, I think, there. Um, I have Crandon getting back to state. They've done a very good job this season. They have uh, scheduled some really tough non-conference opponents. And, and those are things I really look at when I'm, when I'm making my picks. It's like, okay, we can look at a, a Colby who's undefeated. Um, and playing very well, and they're a tough team, don't get me wrong, but Cr- Crandon's went out and played some tough teams. Um, they have a loss against Division One Madison East. They've lost against uh, D3 Platteville. 
uh, a Division II Pulaski team. So, you know, they, they've went out there, and even though they've got losses, they've played high-level competition, and that's going to help them immensely in the postseason. Also, um, getting to the state tournament, I have uh, Michigan out of the Big East. Uh, last year, Manitowoc Lutheran made it a state tournament. Michigan, a lot of young talent. But I really think that even though they're young talent, we've seen it, you know, last year, obviously, with Marshall. Um, young talent can get to state, and it really doesn't matter about the age level. Um, the kids are ready to play, and, you know, they've been playing very good basketball this season. I do have Mellors Vendora beating them in a, in a state semifinal to meet Aquinas again this season. But, you know, of course, I have Aquinas beating Melrose in the title game. All right, and that would be uh, the second straight year that they would meet in the state championship game and would be a very good game. They're trying to be like Barneveld and Assumption. Right, yeah. Uh, It would be a good game and would bring out uh, certainly some of those conversations about public schools and private schools and everything else that goes into all of that. Uh, But we'll we'll save that for a different (laughs) time. That's a whole different uh, animal that we don't need to tackle right now. Let's take a look at Division 5, where you mentioned earlier the dominance of Blackhawk. Uh, I, as you said, I saw them play Melrose Mindoro and really just blow the, do- the doors off Melrose Mindoro in the second half as they pr- won pretty easily in a game that was tight at halftime. Uh, any, any challengers to the Warriors this year that, uh, that could give them some, some tough games? You know, uh, Clayton's undefeated, uh, haven't played the type of schedule that Blackhawk has, but you know, they've been at state three consecutive years. They're looking to get to state for their fourth consecutive year and have not got out of the first game at state. So you know that, you know, obviously they're they're looking to get back to the state tournament first, but they want to get out of that first game and get to the title game. And, you know, if there's something like last season, I do think it will take Blackhawk to shoot the ball poorly like they did against Bangor last year in the state championship game for a team to beat them. But, you know, Clayton has shown that, you know, their experience, if, if they can hit some big shots and maybe uh, um, get Blackhawk into foul trouble, you know, they have a shot. Uh, I would say they're um, the only the only team per se to really have a shot to beat Blackhawk. When you get to a game, anything can happen, of course. But uh, Blackhawk has just been that dominant that there just really isn't uh, many competitors that can play at that kind of a level that Blackhawk does. You know, just just so relentless on defense and then offensively can you know, really shoot the three, which last year they fell in love with a little bit, but, you know, get to the hoop as well. And that's something I think they've done a better job at this season. All right. So let's get your picks to click, if you will, in division five, who makes it to state out of each of these sectionals. Well, we talked about Clayton in sectional one. I do think they will get back to the state tournament, but uh, watch out for Owen Withy and Prentice. Uh, both of those teams that played tough non-conference opponents and Owen Withy, um, who uh, is coached by Al Guthman, who went over 700 career wins this season. They have not lost to a Division Five opponent. So their losses have came to Colby a couple times. They've lost to Nielsville. So, I mean, they're, they're tested and ready for that big, game, big potential game against Clayton. And then, you know, sectional two, uh, still taking Newman Catholic there. They just beat, uh, about a week ago, they beat Assumption, who is the, uh, the two seed in the, their half of the sectional. Uh, you know, just, you know, they played again, they played tough competition. Um, losses came against uh, Wausau West, uh, Eau Claire North and Stratford. And, you know, they've done very well um, in those other games. And last year they, 
they kind of had it uh, given to them by uh, Blackhawk, 57-31 in that game. But, you know, I think they're uh, maybe the game plan, if they do play a, a Blackhawk this season, if they get there, maybe they'll change that up a little bit. But, you know, you got to get there first. A couple other teams to watch out for in that sectional, Oneida Nation and uh, Wasaki. Both of those teams have been ranked this season. Um, you know, it's and they come from the bottom half of that that sectional. So, you know, maybe you can you, you get to that sectional final. Obviously, anything can happen there. And they both of those teams have enough um, offense, you know, play well enough against other opponents that maybe they could, you know, get a win if they meet a Newman Catholic or an assumption in that sectional final. Sectional three, you know, it's it's similar to the Aquinas, the Beaver Dam. Um, it's get, getting your chance to play Blackhawk undefeated. Uh, this season so far, uh, you know, they're just, you know, we've talked about them a lot, really tough Bailey Butler, division one prospect, Hannah, but- her older sister, Hannah Butler, and then Natalie Leitinger. Um, those three average over 16 points per game each. And, you know, they, they uh, create over almost 20 steals per game. Um, they just don't lose a lot either in the past uh, uh, two, three years. Uh, they're 69 and two. Uh, so that's that's quite the record when you're talking about a team that has played some good competition as well. And sectional four, uh, in my opinion, the most wide open of any sectional of any division in the entire state. Uh, Blackhawk was in that sectional last season. They moved out of the sectional, uh, moved into sectional three. And, you know, it's really opened things up. I would probably say Fall River is the favorite. In that sectional, they've played well. They've been there. Coach Jim Doolittle's, you know, got a couple, got his a couple of his teams to the state tournament a couple years back. Um, but you know, I have Argyle, who's played Blackhawk a couple times. Um, Catholic Central plays in a larger conference in the Metro Classic. Gibraltar, who uh, moved down from Division Four this season. Hilbert, who plays in the Big East and has been playing well recently. Then Randolph again. Uh, same uh, same conference as Fall River and the Trailways there, and you know there's just so many teams in that sectional that are tough. But uh, in a in a surprise there, I'm going to take Gibraltar just because of how they played recently. Been playing really good ball recently, even though they did lose a game at the start of the season to Hilbert, who could also get to state, even though right now they're 10 and 11. So that one is that one's going to be very interesting when we come down to uh, tournament time for sure. All right, so we know you're going to take Blackhawk in the state championship game. And just as a reminder to people, too, uh, this is the second year of seeding at the state tournament. Is that right? Second or third year? That is year? correct. Second year. Second year. So these these matchups are not set in stone. And ultimately, right. uh, it's up to the, the four participating coaches in each division to vote on the, the seeds. And, and that will then set the state semifinal matchups. But I guess what we're asking is, who do you think is the second best team in Division Five, we know you're going to take Blackhawk, but who do you have them competing against in the championship matchup? Well, I have uh, Clayton as 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 the second best team. You know, undefeated, uh, can't argue against that. You know, again, they have maybe haven't played the same type of competition, but you can only win the games you play, so you can't take that away from them. But I do have them beating Newman Catholic um, to get in that state championship game against Blackhawk. Um, and obviously I mentioned before that I have, uh, Gibraltar getting to the state tournament in that wide open, uh, sectional number four, Blackhawk taking home the gold ball. And I do not believe Blackhawk has won a state title 
not at least under coach uh, Mike Flanagan, who has done a terrific job there taking many teams to state. But I believe they are still searching for their first goal, goal ball, at least from him as head coach. All right. So uh, that's our, our wrap up, our look at the five divisions in girls basketball. Uh, before we before we move on, before we let you go, any anything else we need to, to be aware of, watch for over the next couple weeks in the state playoffs? You know, it's just get out to a game because there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good teams, no matter what part of the state you're in, you know, head out to a game and uh, just catch some really good basketball because there's, you know, whether you're talking division five, um, you know, to all the way up to division one, of course, loads of talent in the state and you don't want to miss some of these kids. You want to get out and see a Shamira Williams. You want to get out and see a McKenna Warnock, a Sydney Roby, a Sydney Hilliard, get out and see those kids before they graduate. And then hopefully you can see them on TV later. But, uh, you know, get out and watch a game because there's a lot of good talent out there. You know, I was just kind of taken aback uh, when you said just a little while ago that Blackhawk had never won a state title. And that certainly is the case. Uh, we've seen them at state a number of times, uh, you know, going back to when they had a number of Wellness girls that were standouts uh, on, on the team a few years ago. And I guess I forgot that they hadn't actually won a state title yet. So... Will be uh, will be interesting to see if they can get that first one this year. Uh, I know you have your Division Five preview out online, where folks can check that out. Uh, the the rest of them will be out here before the playoffs, and then uh, as we talked about earlier, keep an eye out for Norbert's weekly and and actually by round uh, picks that will be out. Keep an eye out for the WSN staff and media partner picks as well. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll have our finalist for the WSN Senior Basketball Awards. We'll have the winners of those awards. Uh, we'll be involved in, in announcing the uh, uh, WBCA All-State Selections, Miss Basketball. So really a busy, busy time in the in the world of girls basketball, as you would expect. You're going to want to pay attention every day on Wisports.net. Make sure to follow Norbert on Twitter at Norbert Durst. Pretty easy. Uh, Check them out there, uh, get all the inside information, and stay tuned to Wisports.net. Norb, as always, good stuff. We'll look forward to, uh, to some, some more of that content coming out uh, here soon and over the next few weeks. It's going to be a fun time. We're, uh, we're excited to get back to the Rush Center and take in all the action there. But until then, there's a lot of good games. And like Norbert said, get out to a game, take it in, and enjoy the outstanding basketball that is played right here in the state of Wisconsin. He's Norbert Durst. Uh, great job breaking down all of the divisions and everything else going on in the girls basketball playoffs. I'm Travis Wilson for Wisports.net. This has been a WSN podcast. We'll see you at a game.